Hello everyone and welcome. I'm Joe Karen and you're listening to Talk Clean to Me. podcast where I interview leaders and founders of startups in clean tech, clean energy, sustainability, and climate action, just to name a few. I'm talking about those crazy, zany self-starters with a vision for the future and a passion to realize it. The goal of this podcast is to give those entrepreneurs a platform from which to tell their stories about starting a company from scratch. The hope is that we can learn from them, learn to be like them, and have some fun along the way. Joining me today is John Garrity, a friend of mine and the CEO of the startup TagUp. John, thanks for joining us. Why don't you tell the folks at home about TagUp? What is it and how is it going to change the world? Yeah, thanks very much, Joe. Thanks for having me. So I started TagUp a little over a year ago, I guess. We incorporated this summer. What we're doing is connecting industrial equipment to the web. We've built a web application that manages data streaming off of various equipment types, for example, everything from power transformers and other power equipment to reverse osmosis machines for water filtration Mm -hmm. uh, and and even elevators in the building, for example. And eventually what we would like to do is we call it almost a a Facebook for equipment. We want to make it easy for users to understand what's going on with their equipment in the field, receive the data that they need for the equipment wherever they are, and have a direct interface with their their customers and anyone else in the value chain they need to work with. Cool. Awesome. So could you take us through a quick use case of how this would actually work? Sure. So basically we connect uh, a piece of equipment, for example, let's take the the example of the reverse osmosis machine. So this is used for water filtering for hospitals, laboratories, or other settings where you need very pure water. The, The filters... The machines, excuse me, have a controller on them, basically a computer for that asset. And we interface with that computer. We basically take the data off of it, send it via cellular to the web, where we collect the data on our web servers and can process it there. The application, you can access by scanning a QR code, for example, or or searching for the the unit you're interested in via our, our web page. And then when you pull it up, you'll see effectively a profile page for that asset, including photos, uh, history on the equipment, and also the streaming operational data from the controller. Mm -hmm. Uh, The uses are if you're, let's say, a distributor for this equipment, you can now see exactly where your equipment is in the field. You can see its current operating status, and you can provide much better support to your end customer because you know when the equipment is having trouble, maybe even... You can forecast when it will fail, and then you can call the customer proactively and say, hey, Hmm. we'd like to come out and and do a service run for you. We see that your equipment's having some issues. Let's resolve it before the equipment fails. Wow. Okay, that's really cool. Is there anyone out there doing anything like this? This seems like a pretty radically different idea. There's plenty of companies doing, you know, this is in the broader uh, broader scope of this is Internet of Things or Industrial Internet. And so there are a lot of different companies that are trying to connect equipment to the, the web. You know, in fact, even the, the hardware that we're interfacing with these controllers, it's, it's technically web-enabled, but the software is very difficult to use. You know, it requires Internet Explorer 6 and Windows XP. The user interface is you know, from the 90s, and it's, it's not exactly uh, Web 2.0, never mind mm-hmm. Web 1.0. <laughs> 
cool. All right, great. Well, um, if we were doing a full-length podcast, I'd love to dig a little more into to what's going on and um, how people are reacting to this. But uh, really what I want this podcast to be about is, is about you as an entrepreneur and what your journey has been like. Um, so, I mean, at one point in your life, you probably didn't consider yourself to be an entrepreneur. And now, obviously, you do, or I would at least consider you to be an entrepreneur, and I think plenty of people would. So what was that transformation like for you, um, be taking those first steps um, and, and launching something on your own? So I didn't really know what I was doing, to be honest. <laughs> you know, it started I out of college. I, I worked at, at General Electric and GE and got a taste for working at a big company, you know, how it worked well and how it didn't work well. And I realized really something that I wanted in, in my career was, was to have to have ownership of something and responsibility mm-hmm. of something from start to finish and really see that I could develop something and sell a service that created real value. And to that end, I thought, I thought the most direct way to do that would be to start my own company. And so I, I, I knew my co-founder, Will, from, from college. He was the smartest guy I knew, so I, I, <laughs> hey, he'd be a good guy to start a company with. And so I went to business school following two-year tenure at GE. And during my time at business school, I realized I wanted to, to start a company. And so met with Will and talked it through, and we decided to, to start Tag Up. Great. Yeah, I think that sentiment about needing to have that ownership over something is something that really resonates with a lot of people starting companies right now or who want to start companies. So, so far to date, what would you consider to be the biggest challenge TagUp has faced and how are you dealing with it? The hardest is probably, you know, we had a, we struggled a long time to find product market fit. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is we had a, a high level vision for what we wanted to do, right? which was connect equipment to the web, make it easy to exchange data on that equipment with your end users and see its status anywhere in the world. But we didn't know what equipment types we should go after first, you know, who we should be selling to directly. And so we spent a long time just meeting with a lot of different customers, interviewing users, understanding who exactly would need something like this mm-hmm. and, and for what equipment types. And, it, and it, it took a lot longer than we expected. And you know, to be honest, we're, we're still doing it on some levels. We've, we've honed in. We have a few very specific application sets where we're working to, to deliver value on, the, on these projects. But... The, the fact of the matter is the idea of connecting products to the Internet is, is very general. And mm-hmm. so there's an open question, which is, okay, so we've solved it for maybe reverse osmosis machines of a specific type or generator step-up transformers between a certain capacity, but what product type should we go after next? Mm-hmm. It remains an open question. Yeah, yeah, no, that's interesting. I remember working with you earlier on uh, with TagUp just uh, – in a, in a role of lending some advice. And I remember that being a big problem for you guys. Just you had this great, awesome technology and software and it was so widely applicable that you needed to find what part of the market you lent the most value to and where you could make a market for yourself, get there first uh, and, and do something pretty incredible you know, when it comes to finding customers. So it's, uh, I th- it sounds like you're, I think that's a constant process for startups. It sounds like your headspace is still there. And I, to be honest, I don't think a startup's headspace ever leaves that you know, mode of thought, um, at least until they, they are a much bigger company. Right. Cool. All right. So what would you say kind of the, the biggest change that TagUp has gone through uh, is? Like how, how does the TagUp today match your initial vision for the company um, and w- what has it become? 
Sure. So it's we're pretty well aligned with our original vision. We, we've shifted a little bit away from initially a, a big part of what our service offering was, was including a means of accessing the data. So including, say, a QR code or a near-field communication chip on the product. And that's still part of it, but it's a, a lesser part of the service offering. The biggest change, though, has been moving from a sort of pie-in-the-sky vision and, <laughs> and going through the, the market research and interviewing different users. And now we've honed in on several different specific applications. And we're now transitioning away from market discovery and into project execution. So actually getting our solution deployed in the field, getting feedback from users, quantifying the value of what we're delivering, and understanding how it might be used moving forward. Great. Cool. Yeah. So in your opinion, so I'd like to move now to, you know, what makes someone a good entrepreneur for those people out there who are thinking that they might have what it takes to go and start something. Um, you know, they have a great idea or they're just not happy where they are and they think they want that ownership over something amazing that's going to have an impact in the world, whether it be on sustainability or whether it be on, you know, renewable energy. Um, you know, what makes someone an effective clean tech entrepreneur? I don't know if I'm qualified on the question. <laughs> I'll tell, I'll, you know, I'll tell you if Tagup's successful, then maybe I'll have some opinions. But, you know, my, my, my read, a big part of it is you have to have a real appetite for risk. Uh, I mean, the fact of the matter is there even though our burn rate is low, we don't spend a lot of money month to month. The opportunity cost is high, right? I could be mm -hmm. making a, a decent living elsewhere. And I've had friends and colleagues who have tried to start companies and they, they kind of dip their toe in, but they don't go all the way in. And I think the fact of the matter is you, you've really got to commit to it and mm -hmm. you've got to have a vision and you've got to work your tail off to make that vision a reality. And so I, I, at least that's a big part of what I, I've learned I need to, need to do to get tag up off the ground and, and make it into a, a successful, albeit fledgling business. Yeah, absolutely. It's not something you can have to. It's something you really have to commit yourself to. And and something I've found while exploring the space is what the biggest part of that is, is working on something that you're really passionate about, right? It can't be something you're only half passionate about because you're going to be spending all of your time doing this, a lot of your resources, and you could be doing a million other things. So this has to be the thing that you want to do. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, it certainly helps to be passionate about it. You know, you want to, when you wake up in the morning, be excited to go to work. And, and and every day I'm excited to go to work. There's definitely a lot of mixed different emotions and, you know, you know, should we be doing this? Should we be doing that? Am I doing the right thing? You know, or, or getting good feedback from customers makes you feel like you're on top of the world. And then, you know, you've, you've made a lot of progress on one deal and then it, it falls through mm -hmm. and that's, you know, just the opposite. So there, it's it's a bit of a roller coaster, but we have true faith in our in our end vision and so we're and we're getting good feedback from customers now and getting some good traction on early projects so now it's just execution great cool so what would you tell an aspiring you know entrepreneur particularly in the clean tech space looking to contribute something to sustainability goals what what, what would you tell them well i don't know if i have a any, any good advice to lend <laughs> I'm sure you do, John. You're underselling yourself. Well, it, I mean, depends what 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 area you're interested in, I guess. But it, you know, if you have entrepreneurial aspirations and and you've got the opportunity, I just say go for it. I I found it. You know, I've only been doing it for a little over a year, I guess, but I find it extremely fulfilling. I'm learning a lot, and I, I think, and we'll find out shortly, <laughs> that we're 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 creating real value for our customers, and and that and that's a 
that's a really excellent feeling when you know you're doing that. Cool. Well, there's no doubt in my my mind, John, that um, TagUp has a bright future ahead of it. Um, uh, in my mind, you guys are doing just about everything right, and which is why I'm really glad you took the time to um, let me interview you and, and teach some folks at home. Hopefully, you know um, what what someone one way to to get things done as an entrepreneur in this space is because you know whether ultimately tag up succeeds or fails i think you've you've been taking uh, the kind of a uh, uh, path and the kind of line in this space that a lot of people advocate for so it's good to see you kind of meeting with successes and uh, that'll just about do it for us john thank you so much for joining me i hope you had as much fun as i did hopefully um if someone decides that making this podcast is a worthwhile endeavor we'll get to have a longer interview process and we can really dig into more about you know what you've learned from the industry give those kinds of insights and dig in a little more about um, what your journey has been like Um, but before we go on this quick pilot episode uh, if the folks um, listening would like to learn more about tag up or get in touch with you uh, what's the best place for them to get more information about tag up sure we have a website tagup.io and you can shoot me a note as well. I'm John, J-O-N, at tagup.io. Okay, cool, great. Well, thank you, everyone, again, for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. If you'd like to learn more, please visit TalkCleanPodcast.com. Follow our Twitter handle, handle at TalkCleanPodcast. And, hey, if my wildest dreams have come true and you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform, please give us five stars. It really would mean a whole lot and helps for visibility of the show so other folks can find it and hear my dulcet tones. And uh, if I see a five-star review, I will not only thank you on Twitter, but I will be mentally sending you immense love and gratitude for your help. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll stay tuned.